Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Monday. It is November 6th. You just experienced the horrors of daylight savings time. If your clock is not correct, it is now 8.32 in Central Texas, America. That makes it 9.32 over on the East Coast, and it's far too early for you to be awake. What are you doing if you're living on the West Coast watching this live? Folks, welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. We're going to have an interesting an interesting discussion today. I'm going to move through a couple of things. We're going to go do tranny madness uh, because I got into some uh, internet whatever you call this drama with a, uh, a female who thinks she is a, a guy. That's always weird. And I got some great video of this. So you'll like that. It'll make you nauseous. You may have to turn this down if you're watching at work. Uh, but it does kind of tell you how weird and strange we've gotten in the last, let's say, 40 years in this country. I'd love to believe that we could recover back to like a 1980s reality, a 1960s or 70s reality that some of you lived through. And, uh, and I don't think it's coming for a long time. I sat down and talked to my buddy George Hill last week. And he said we're 50 years out from recovering sort of the norms. Um, I've been reading the fourth turning is here, and that may be the case. It turns out uh, we may be a long ways off, but that's all right. Uh, we will sit here and chat through it. No big deal. Um, let's talk about a couple of things. We're going to be talking about what's going on in the war in Gaza and uh, Israel. Not so much that we care what's specifically happening there, but what the U.S. impact is. We're going to talk about money. We talk about Obama saying the quiet part out loud. I'm kind of running through here the topics here. And we're going to get to, we're going to work our way up because it's Monday. I don't want to hit you right in the front, but I want to talk about why abortion is on the ballot. And I oftentimes have these strange moments where I, I read things and I'm, and I'm sitting there and then suddenly something hits me and I just go, what, what if that's why? So we have a little uh, thing. I'm going to have you guys respond in the chat as well. Uh, realization maybe or a um, conjecture about what in the world is going on and why abortion is such an issue in 2023. I'm going to tell you why I think it shouldn't be. I'll tell you why I think it might be going that way and why it is a tool that the political left is using. So stick around for all of that. And then we just found out, I got Stephen Friend out there in the world sending me text messages. It sounds like Stephen Crowder and the Mug Club crew have gotten access to the trans manifesto from the Nashville shooter. And that will be going live presumably in about half an hour. So probably about the time that we wrap our show up at 930, they'll probably actually be getting into that. I don't, I bet they don't lead with it. So folks, uh, you might going to want to definitely tune into Steven Crowder's show today. And we'll be following up with that tomorrow. I'll be watching just as you have 224 days, Steve friend, let me know 224 days since that shooting. And, uh, and just suddenly it's not being officially released. It sounds like it was a leak. So that's pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. Uh, before we get too deep in the weeds, I want to say thanks to my sponsors over at Catholic Vote, uh, my friends who have been keeping the lights on in the Seraphim House, quite literally paying the bills here. Here they are. You guys know who they are. You just go to catholicvote.org and you'll get the loop. Today's Monday loop is full of good stuff. I already looked through it. They send it out on the weekend as well. The stuff that we're going to be covering about abortion actually comes directly out of today's loop, one from the Catholic News Network and one from... I think it's either Fox News or Breitbart, but uh, you'll see it later on. They're talking about issue one in Ohio, which we're going to get into why elections are being dominated by abortion. And then most interestingly, I think that Biden is trailing Trump in most of the swing states. It tells you a little bit about the desperation that is going on in the political left. It's the best one minute that you will get. They say, read the news in one minute or less. You can hit the highlights with a quick paragraph and at least have a sense of what's happening in the world. If you miss everything else, check out CatholicVote.org. You can sign up for the loop and you can also, if you want, support them. They are, in fact, both have a, an advocacy, advocacy group and a nonprofit group, and they are in the fight for faith, family and freedom. You don't have to be Catholic, by the way. You definitely don't. In fact, a lot of people have hit me up and said, hey, I'm not Catholic and I love the loop. It's like, yeah, well, it's not Catholic news. It's just conservative news. And uh, of course, you can appreciate that. There's a donate button on there. I just saw Lemon Zinger ask, how can we donate to these folks? You can donate right there um, on their webpage. So it, it's pretty prominent when you do so. Okay, folks, let's get deep and weird and strange. Let's bring up topic number one. This is the weirdest story. I got this coming out of church yesterday from a friend of mine. It's nice to have FBI agents who are weirdos that are looking at strange things. So here we go from the Daily Mail. They actually have a section of the Daily Mail. It's a British newspaper that's called Female. I think they, they spell it with an M-A-I-L, Female. 
And I don't know if they just cover gender news or things that are going to make you want to puke. But this is easily the weirdest story that was uh, that was running across the weekend. So I, I just have to read it. There's no other way to get around this. There's no other way for me to, to, to share it with you. Author comes out as transgender man after his wife came out as a transgender woman and the pair who have a transgender daughter now live in an open four-way relationship with their trans lovers. That's the sound of your head exploding trying to track what's going on here. So essentially, um, two men and two women have decided to swap the names of the genders that they're in and then they have a four-way relationship and they messed up their daughter. Shocker. Shocker that they messed up their kid. That their kid is also confused. So this is an author who's uh, now going by the name Rowan Knox, formerly known as Amanda Knox, announced that they say he, but they mean she, has decided to identify as a man. This is the most gender bent up article that I've ever seen. Um, the people, Ryan, I don't know if you can find a, a, a grab of the of the people. They're easily the ugliest human beings Um that you could put, if you put four ugly people and you were like, who are the ugliest people that we could put in the same room? These are them, uh, hideous, strange. Uh, the best is that they refer to themselves as a polycule. For those of you that live in reality and don't know what that is, that is uh, multiple weirdos. This is the same thing that SBF was involved in. There you go. Uh, if you've had breakfast already, choke it down. It may go away because this, now from from left to right, the, the woman standing tall, uh, in the black shirt is actually a woman or is actually a man, but the the weirdo wearing the Hawaiian shirt is actually a woman and looks like a lesbian. And then the other two, I, I don't know, they have ugly tattoos. It seems like ugly tattoos, weird hairstyles and facial piercings is sort of the hallmark of this collectively bizarre group of people. This is the face of mental illness in four people. It's the story arc of four people. And then it acts, it adds to sort of the uh, the abuse of children because their child is now confused. This uh, this picture you're seeing on the screen right now is a female who now considers herself a man wearing a shirt that says trans dudes are hotter. Trans dudes are hotter. I don't think so. Just saying. For those of you in the, in the chat that think so, give me the thumbs up. Uh, give me the thumbs down if this is not for you. Uh, if you are a female and that's just not going to turn the tide for you. I don't get it. I don't understand why people are like this, but this is how strange and weird we are. And so when you have that sort of mental illness and somebody says, hey, man, I think that uh, you might need to get some help. There's something wrong with you and you're not going to get well if you just continue on. They said that the trans joy is infectious. Well, I will agree with the infectious part of it because it does seem to be some sort of a mind virus that affects these people. They're not well. They're truly, truly screwed up. But it is how it is like a good sort of glimpse into the state of affairs and how bizarre our society is. I want you guys to think back. I can think back 30 years ago when I was, you know, 10 ish years old, 12 years old. And you think, would this have ever been something that the Daily Mail would have covered? Would it be something that any newspaper outside the National Enquirer would cover? And I think the answer is no. There's no chance. There's no chance they would get into this deep weirdness. Uh, there's the daughter, who's actually a son, who looks just miserable, just an absolutely miserable creature. And I and I feel so much, so much pity for him. But uh, okay, here we are. So I get into this this bizarre back and forth with a a transgender activist. This is someone who refers to herself as a him and has decided to be the quote-unquote spiritual guardian of the sedition hunters. Now, if there was ever a sadder group of people in America, and, and the Western world in general, <laughs> it is the people that refer to themselves as sedition hunters. They call themselves sedition hunters because they are hook, line, and sinker bought in to the January 6th narrative. What they really want to do is they want to do the job of the FBI for free because they think the FBI is not good enough at running down. Maybe the FBI didn't care. But uh, the sedition hunters have made it something that they have to get involved in. There's an entire book written by a guy named Ryan Riley, who is a beta male and uh, doesn't know what a firearm is and doesn't know how guns look and was famous for looking down on the ground and seeing the earplugs that somebody had worn because somebody was using a bullhorn in Ferguson and he thought that they were rubber bullets. Can, you, can anyone confirm these are rubber munitions? The police are using rubber bullets. Just, you know, it tells you that people in quote unquote journalism today, they have a degree, but they don't have to have any knowledge. They don't have to have any common sense. They don't have to have any worldly experience. So. Uh, this weirdo who goes by the name online of Witch's Truth, you'd think that would be a female because witches are, in fact, uh, female archetype characters. Um, Witch's Truth, 
got into this angry back and forth. And uh, I, I just, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I love getting involved in this because I can't be canceled at this point. I don't have a federal job. I don't work in law enforcement. I'm not accountable to any government standards. And apparently other people may get canceled for being mean to people that are insane, truly insane. And just calling them insane is mean enough. So we're going to play a video. It's about three minutes long. It's way longer. I may cut it at some point, but there's a lot of really good stuff. This is this crazy person that has decided to be angry with me. Um, being upset about Matt Walsh also, because Matt Walsh is a big fascist. Everybody knows that because he asked a simple question that is basically unanswerable if you're a lunatic leftist. And this is going to eventually get down to where we go with abortion. If you are a loony leftist, the, the question, what is a woman, is screaming mad triggering for you. It makes you lose your marbles. And this person had this experience in a car. I just want you to listen to the voice. You are listening you're listening to a female who's taking a bunch of dude hormones. I'm going to tell you why I think the aggression exists there in a second. But let's play this. Uh, this is a straight up warning for you. They're swearing and it's stupid. And also, uh, if you're not watching on Rumble, you should watch this because it's very funny just to see the person that the voice is coming out. All right, I'm getting you all worked up. Let's go ahead and play video number one, which I've referred to as the Looney Hex rant. Uh, credit to our friends over at Nova Campaigns on Twitter for finding this. Go ahead and send it right there, Ryan. I'm going to try to deliver this with grace and utmost, like, uh, respect to my followers. So, content warning, there's going to be profanity. I'm going to fucking yell, and I'm going to fucking be Profanity? Uh, so, if you're at work, turn it down. Put on headphones. One, Matt Walsh, you're not a fucking director. This isn't a film. Anybody that is using this whole what is a woman to try to hold discussions or debate or whatever, you're just giving a fascist literal power. You're literally giving his whole created ideology meant to fearmonger and erase me and my fucking trans sisters and brothers power. So I don't understand trying to hold a whole fucking debate, a debate. A debate. So do we know what debates mean? That means we are literally discussing back and forth ideas to something, right? One believes something and the other believes. One believes that I shouldn't fucking exist. One believes that pronouns don't matter. Identity doesn't matter. Uh, mental illness and, and resources for fucking trans youth don't matter. Uh, so our suicide statistics are just fake and we need to just tough it up. Um all this fucking bullshit and you expect me to just sit here and take it in the ass 98% cis men speaking about something including cis women who are known turfs who are known to spread misinformation and disregard the identities of transgender women at the same time of disregarding the fucking term cisgender to try to gaslight it cisgender transgender cisgender transgender so you say cisgender okay, doesn't exist, and then you say transgender doesn't exist. <laughs> just Why kill is it. that? Just, just kill it. It's too much. So the chat's in here going like, no, I think that's a dude. No, that's a female. That is a female that is very, very confused and ugly that has gotten really weird tattoos. And what you got, this is what you're seeing. This is a female that is on male hormones. Now, any of you that are that are men out there know when you were younger, you were probably really angry going through your teens. There's a surge of testosterone that hits your body and it's very difficult to regulate because you've never experienced that before. And the upside to being a male with male hormones is that if you get out of line, other men, bigger men, meaner men, men who have experienced the testosterone before you will straighten you out. I call them guardrails. One of them is supposed to be dad. The other one's supposed to be society. Those guardrails keep you from having unhinged rants on social media, because that didn't exist when I was a kid, but it also keeps you from doing that sort of freak out to anybody else. Like if you've seen some of these videos out there, they're very satisfying to watch. It's, you know, men who have never experienced the guardrails, experiencing the first guardrail of their life in their adult life. They go out there and they yell at a black bouncer in front of a club and they just get like one straight shot to the chin and they're down. You know, I'm not saying violence is great. I'm just saying that like shame and bullying used to keep you at a younger age from the higher consequence experiences of being an adult and doing stupid things like that poor creature. Now, that's a female experiencing male rage with none of the guardrails. No man wants to hit that poor thing. And no man has, most likely. That's why that impotent rage comes out. And it literally is impotent. I mean, literally without a penis. Impotent. 
but, but without any of the things that would normally be the outlet or like go to a boxing gym lady, like go to a kickboxing class and realize that like your peers are also your size and are not strong. It's just sad. You're doing permanent damage to this, this human being. They will never be able to fulfill their purpose on life, you know, on the planet. And, uh, it's, it's comical to me, but also sad. Anyway, they get really, really mad at me on social media because I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to try to pretend to be not somebody else. I had somebody else say, oh, you have a problem with Pete Buttigieg having children? Yes, I do. I'm a child activist. I'm not, I don't care about people being gay and neither should you, to be honest with you. Like we have much bigger problems in this world than, than people who are gay, but the slippery slope that has always been sought in and it goes strictly from why can't we love who we love to a crazy female taking male hormones, screaming about how you're a literal fascist and you're trying to cancel quote unquote trans brothers and sisters. There is nothing stranger to me than people who don't respect the idea that there is in fact a male and a female and that they somehow think they can swap between them trying to acknowledge that there is in fact a brother and a sister. I I have children. I am a brother and a, you know, I have I have sisters. I have a sister rather. <laughs> My kids have the same experience. You all had the same experience. This person is so unhinged, but it's really fun. Uh, I've wasted more than enough time, but I did want to get kind of the week started off with a little dose of humor and a little dose of sort of the sadness that we deal with on the political left. The more they speak, the better off. We want more free speech. We should not be canceling these people. We need to boost and elevate the voices because if you vote on the loony left, that's what you're getting. If you vote for people on the loony left, that's not to say that people in the Republican Party are great. Many of them are, are wishy-washy wet blankets that just flop over. But we need to elevate some of this stuff because a normal person, even someone who would otherwise be inclined to vote for a Barack Obama or a Joe Biden and thinks Kamala Harris isn't that bad, they can't deal with that when they have kids. They're not going to be like, yeah, that's what I want my kids to turn out with. That looks miserable. So elevate these voices. Elevate these weirdos and let people know. It's like, look, you're either with them or you're with the rest of human history and America for all of its existence, except the last couple of years. Very, very strange. Okay. Um, let me do another sponsor. And then we're going to uh, talk about sort of this this thing that's going on in Israel. Like I said, I'm, I'm more interested in what's going on not in Israel specifically or in Hamas, but more interested in what it means for us. And what it means for us is to ching more money, as you guys can kind of imagine. Uh, let's let's say thanks to our friends over at uh, Four Patriots. If you guys, if you um, if you don't have an emergency food supply, figure one out. Here's a good option for you. They uh, they sponsor us, which means we really appreciate them. And uh, go ahead and check out their website, fourpatriots.com. I'm going to run this promo real quick for you. We got no audio, Kyle. It didn't help us at all. And I have this like sweet jam in my ears, by the way. I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, I got to send you these clips over here, right? Well, All right. I want to so, hear it, man. I'm jealous. Um, we'll right, send so. it. We'll play them in a second. So let's do uh, let's do our merch store real quick. Folks, check out uh, Garrett O'Boyle's merch store. It's our merch store, but it's really Garrett's wife's merch store. Garrett's doing some of the work. They've got a new shirt on there. If you're watching um, on our Rumble channel, you can see on the far right hand side, it's the new power shirt. And uh, it is a Corinthians verse and it says uh, self-reliance or self-discipline. It's got power across the front of it. Something that Garrett just dropped on social media. I didn't know he was doing that. And I'm also wearing one of their shirts right now. It's the-suspendables.com, the-suspendables.com. This is our Night Ops uh, PT shirt, which is an all black. It's black on black. Pretty good stuff. Can't uh, can't hate that in any way, shape, or form. It's actually a, a fantastic looking shirt in real life too. But you can see kind of a little bit of a lean back there. Sometimes you just need to be on the sly. Sometimes you just need to be kind of creeping a little bit. So uh, check out the-suspendables.com. Use the promo code Kyle. That'll give you a couple bucks off uh, just so you can track where it's coming from in case you are randomly finding us on the internet. All right, uh, let's keep moving. Let's move on to topic number three, which is going to get real weird because CNN is so interested in what's happening. They really care. They really do care. They want you to know. I, I've got all these different articles that I pulled up. I started trolling their stuff last night to kind of see what they were about. They were interested in the uh, how the war is raging, Israel-Hamas, they're, they're, the outcry grows over the Gaza crisis. It's not it's not that Gaza took a bunch of bulldozers and knocked down some barricades during the middle of a ceasefire and decided to attack and kill Israelis that uh, didn't pick a fight with them at that moment and killed a bunch of kids that were at a, a peace festival. That's not what's going on, folks. What's going on is there's a Gaza crisis, and we are once again on it. We're going to show you some wild video. If you thought January 6th was fun, I was outside the White House in, what year was this, 2020? About two years ago, right now, it was the, uh, it was in September, and it might have been a little bit earlier. It was the late summer of uh, of 2020, and man, 
they tore up Lafayette Park, they being BLM, Antifa, whoever the angry crowds are that live in D.C. that were trying to go after President Trump. They moved him into the bunker. They burned St. John's Church. Many of you guys are familiar with this story. Uh, the results were basically nothing. Nothing really happened other than the Secret Service guys got beat the hell up. And uh, some of them went to the hospital. And OK, fine. But what we have now is activism, same type of activists. And now they are full on pro Hamas pro-Palestine. Um, it's it's interesting. You hear the word genocide being thrown around a lot right now. And this particular CNN, they've got all kinds of stuff. The two biggest things that are going on on CNN right now is they have live coverage of what's going on in the conflict between Israel and Gaza. And then the second thing is, is that uh, Trump's civil fraud trial with um, Letitia James. Those are their two biggest things that they want you to know that they will cover live. So what happens? We've got Anthony Blinken. He ran to Iraq and he went to uh, Turkey and he had these diplomatic meetings because he's trying to figure out a solution. They are being roundly rejected on the world stage. Uh, Israel is not interested in moderating itself after what happened because it moderates itself all the time. Does it mean that people are dying? Yeah, of course they are. That's what happens. You pick a fight with a bigger animal. You talk about the guardrails. The guardrails are don't screw around with somebody that has the ability to, to eliminate you. And they are operating mostly, as far as we can tell, like there's always going to be collateral damage, but they're trying to stay within the, the rules of warfare. That seems to be the case. Once again, I, I'm, I have no dog in this fight at all. I just want my money to stay here. That's what I want. My dog in the fight is actually called the American Southern Border. So that would be nice. But instead, we're sending uh, we're sending nuclear missile uh, submarines that are going to be off the uh, the Gulf. They're capable of striking anywhere in the Middle East right now. Great. This is what they've got going on. And what you see is the leftist media is covering over and over again how humanitarian workers have lost contract with aid workers, which means, you know, the evil, evil uh, Jews, the evil, evil Israelis are, are doing bad, bad things and they're not letting aid workers make contact. No, it's a war zone. You went into a war zone. That's what happens. Comms get blocked. Wires get cut. Things blow up. It's it's not good. But you're working in a place that's pretty dangerous. And I assume that you know that when you decide to go in there. And uh, and I assume that if uh, the, the people in Hamas really cared, they would actually just put down weapons. Because Israel doesn't just necessarily go in and wipe out cities when you're not sending in the uh, weirdo paratroopers with the lawnmowers strapped on their backs. They've always been a problem. It's pretty straightforward. But the biggest thing is they want to let you know that there was a, a guy who's actually a dual citizen. He's a dual Palestinian American and he has a pizza shop in Texas. He's just like you. He's just a guy with a pizza shop and he was stuck behind enemy lines getting bombed by the by the mean, mean Israelis. It's it's kind of nauseating. I just scrolled through all their coverage and it's like everybody's going over there trying to do their part. What does it really come down to? What is it really about? It's really it's really even even Fox. Actually, we pull up the Fox one. Do we have that? No, we don't. We're going to go to topic four. Pull that up because it's really about money, as I, as I mentioned. This is PBS NewsHour covering this. So there it is. That's what it's about. The House approved $14.5 billion worth of funding. We'll see if it gets all the way up. Um, they're creating this sort of crisis now for the Biden administration because it's being ignored. The Bidens are being ignored on the uh, on the world stage. They have put support some plans and, and Israel said, no, we're not interested in that. And so now there's this single issue bill, which is what our Congress is supposed to do. They're not supposed to say like, hey, we're going to give you all this money for this one thing. But also here's an unrelated topic and we'd like to fund that as well. And they are linked together forever. If you agree with this, but you don't agree with this and you want this, you got to get it. What's fun is uh, Republicans almost always came on this stuff. So we'll see. You know, I was in the no one for speaker camp for a reason. And the reason is I'm sick of them spending our flipping money. I'm sick of it. I don't want them spending our cash. I don't want them spending on Israel. Israel's gotten billions and billions and billions of dollars from the United States over the years. And what do they put it into? A bunch of technology, some stealing from us, some spying here. That totally happens, by the way. Israel is a full-on frenemy, right? They're not one of the Five Eyes partners on purpose because they are happy to steal American technologies and to keep track of us and do the things that they do. But generally speaking, they are mostly aligned with us. So the fun game we talked about one time on this podcast already was that the, uh, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's false. No, the enemy of my enemy is my enemy's enemy, which means that we sometimes line up. And that's probably closer to where we are with Israel in most things. They also don't like radical Islamic terrorists. And we don't. We actually had 20 years with a war doing that sort of thing, right? So Long and short of it is they've put this single package together. Mike Johnson, the new speaker, has moved this forward. And basically the fun thing for this is in the Senate, we have a, like an almost um, almost identical situation in reverse. 
We've got the senator from Alabama. We got Tommy Tuberville. He's basically holding up military promotions that need to be approved by the Senate over abortion funding that the administration wants to put through. And they're like, there's this like outrage and this hand wringing. I've been reading people, um, uh, Abigail Spanberger, who is uh, running for reelection right now in Virginia. One of her situations was, uh, she was like, oh, uh, Tommy Tuberville is, is underscoring the, the dramatic need for us to have military leadership because we had, you know, members of the, of the Marine Corps, the upper echelon of the Marine Corps were in the hospital. Okay, good. Let the abortion issue drop. They can't. We're going to talk about why I think so in a little bit. But anyway, trying to move this stuff forward. And in the meantime, as they try to move a bunch of our money again, again, $14 billion, they're trying to tie it to Ukrainian aid, which, by the way, uh, <laughs> Zelensky has actually invited Trump to come hang out with him in Ukraine. Is that like the most desperate, sad puppy dog move that you could have? There were these great memes running around on Halloween where he was like running around with his like little pumpkin and he was trying to get his bag full of uh, billions and billions of dollars of more foreign aid. Um, no. I think you fell off the, the, you got knocked off the perch. You are now in the, the number three position because Americans are more interested in Israel uh, against my desires, but they're also more interested in things happening at home. And we sort of went like, yeah, I don't know. doesn't seem like we're doing great. So Ukraine has fallen off the map on the, uh, the funding priorities in many ways. You don't, when I was at Miralago, all the people were wearing American flags and the, um, and the Israeli flag with the Jewish star of David on it. They weren't wearing the Ukrainian flags. It's very interesting to see. It's interesting to see the pivot. The American people have a very short attention span, and I think Ukraine has had its 15 minutes of fame. It is over at this point. Let's do uh, what it is that is getting the political left riled up, though. So we're talking about putting money there. You can see where the left stands. The left stands on the side of loonies and terrorists. We've got three videos. Uh, video number three, if you want to cue that one up right now. This is stuff that happened outside the White House over the weekend. It's interesting that it happens at night. Why? You know, the good protests always happen at night. That's when you can get away with doing things like vandalism and destroying stuff. But uh, this started off earlier on, and then you get this. So video number three, just get a look at how fun it is. Compare this to some of the wild stuff going on. Luckily, Biden wasn't there because he's on vacation all the time. He was in Delaware. He didn't have to see it. And he's going to stay in Delaware for a little while. He's going to hang out there because uh, the White House needs to get rid of all that uh, graffiti. Let's play video three real quick. So that's fun. Those guys seem pretty agreeable. Do you guys see what that was? So if you couldn't see it, these are people waving flags, climbing up over uh, the top of the the fence structure that exists outside the gates. That looks like the North Lawn, if I had to guess. And uh, yeah, why not? Like, just let's have complete anarchy and lunatics out there screaming uh, Aloha Snack Bar, which is always good. The Aloha Snack Bar chant by Americans is my favorite. <laughs> there's, a, there's a piece that we're going to cover maybe briefly that CNN did about how America was never really a Christian nation. That's just a mistake. That's a misnomer. In fact, uh, it does it does a lot of damage to Christianity to think that. They're, they're covering all this stuff at the same time. And like I said, I think abortion being an issue on the ballot is all part of it. They need to undermine Americans' sort of fundamental religious values because without it, how, how else do you, uh, how else are you going to be able to, to push your crazy agenda? Like grown up and responsible adults don't think that way. And they don't go out and spend time in the middle of the night screaming with a flag for a country that has nothing to do with them. Like those people are not, they're not Palestinian, right? Some of them may have some roots there, but like that was like college kids and, and the other useful idiots that we have. The useful idiots uh, that have been running around and uh, kind of off the chain for the last three years. The upside is, is like whether they're a trans quote unquote activist for J6 persecutions or they are screaming outside the White House. We need to give them some airtime. Like, let's hear it. I'm 100% behind the free speech. The upside to that kind of free speech is you expose yourself as being an absolute clown, and then we can just vote the opposite of what you want. Like, whatever it is they're screaming about, I want the opposite of that. I already know that I'm not on that team. That's team idiot. 
So let's move to the other side. And I think we're going to actually get some pickups. People are going to start following that way. I mentioned today, election day. Today is actually not election day. Tomorrow is election day. But today is the day that you make the plan for the elections in a number of different states, whether it be Kentucky or Mississippi, whether it be in Ohio, whether it be in Virginia. If you didn't know, we have an election coming up. And that means that we are 365 days away from maybe the most important election. I actually would have said that 2022 is going to be the most important. But uh, it was always going to be a question of whether or not we have a 2024 election. So we are now in the T minus one year countdown, 365 countdown to pivotal, pivotal moments. We decide whether we're going to start climbing back up that hill or we're going to see how deep this well is. And this well, I promise you folks, has no bottom. As my friends uh, in the suspendables have talked about over the, the last couple of days, there is no bottom to the well. It is unlimited. And uh, we could deeply, deeply, deeply experience that, that depth or we could start climbing out of it. It's still going to be ugly. And as George thinks, uh, George Hill told me he thinks it's going to be a 50-year climb. God, I hope not. But uh, he's probably not wrong. He's pretty sharp. Let's uh, let's see. Ryan, we've got our, our video. Let's play our four Patriots promo that I, I teased you with a moment ago. Let's hit that real quick. Speaking of things going bad, like I said, you should have some contingencies against the concerns that can happen and the food supply and being able to make yourself autonomous for at least a few days. Critical stuff. Go ahead and run that promo for me. All right, you listen to the Kyle Serafin Show so you know that we don't think it's an if, but a when things get bad in this country. And when they get bad, you want to be prepared. One of my good buddies says you got two options. You can prepare or repair. I recommend you prepare and you can go to four, the number four, patriots.com slash Kyle. You can check out all of their survival goods, including their best-selling survival food. There is a thing called the rule of threes in the military. It's a survival concept. It says that you can go for three weeks without food, although I don't recommend it. You can go for three days without water, although that gets really rough. You can go for three minutes without air, but you can't go for three seconds without hope. Failure to plan is planning to fail. Don't be that guy that doesn't know what to do if the lights go out and you don't have a grocery store to go to. That's not where the food comes from. It should come from your pantry. They sent me the 72-hour food pack. We cooked some up. Kids ate it. No problem. This is a victory. Get it done by going to 4patriots.com slash Kyle. You could throw something in your truck, in your van, in your minivan. Keep food where you are in case you can't get to where your food is. This is a real simple problem to solve. It's easy. You throw a couple dollars at it and you can forget about it. They're guaranteed for 25 years. That's an awful lot of time for you to be solving this problem. Go ahead and check it out. 4 patriots.com slash Kyle or use promo code Kyle if you go to 4patriots.com All right, there it is. So check out 4patriots.com um, They've got other stuff too. They've got some really neat things like solar generators and things like that. I won't speak to things that I haven't touched with my own two hands, but um, I've heard some positive things about them. So check out their website. They've got all kinds of stuff. Like I said, throw throw some food somewhere that you're going to travel. Don't be, don't be foolish. Don't put yourself in a bad spot where you have to make some uh, immediate decisions like whether you're going to eat your vaccinated neighbor's it's a total joke for all the FBI security division people. I'm not advocating for cannibalism. That is the opposite of our values. All right. Um, but seriously, are we? Yeah. Let's uh, let's press on. Let's talk about let's talk about what they have to keep the attention on because they can't win. They the political left, the progressive left, this this religion of converts, they can't win on the merits of the argument. The argument of Aloha Snack Bar outside the White House is not a winner for a guy who's voting in Ohio that was raised Catholic, but also is willing to say like, meh, like, I don't know, like I'm not crazy one way or another about abortion, I don't really care, like I could be into it. No, no, we need to, we need to move people directly. We need to move people directly into the camp of, I do care because this is the alternative. Uh, let's bring up, what is this, the Sheila Jackson Lee thing, number uh, topic five. So. <laughs> You guys remember, we played the little audio from Sheila Jackson Lee. It was caught. It was a, uh, a little uh, grab from her hanging out in uh, in a car with the turn signal on, yelling at one of her employees in a very lovely way. Uh, that, of course, was a Republican's pounce. And the only reason that Republicans were pouncing, you guys have heard this term, it's never what the left has done. It's always that the Republicans have reacted to it uh, or that people on the conservative side of the aisle have reacted to it. So here you go. It says Republican, I'm sorry, Representative Jackson Lee is getting backlash for the angry recording because of her race and gender, said her supporters. This is coming from Fox News. Jackson Lee has been voted one of the most difficult members of Congress to work with. It's probably because she's one of the dumbest people. She's in the running for dumbest. I don't know that she she tops it out. You got people like there, but she's dumb like a fox. Like she's capable of getting votes. 
She continues to uh, not help her district, which is awful in Houston. Houston in general is pretty awful. Just the weather alone in Houston is enough to make you angry. And then you've got Sheila Jackson Lee representing parts of it. So it said that she was... Uh, She's under fire for this for this profanity laced tirade towards one of her staffer. And the reason that she's under fire is specifically because she's a quote unquote woman of color. She's a black woman with stupid hair that looks like a crown on her head because she thinks she is a, a queen. Uh, and it's because she's a woman and she's black. It's misogyny and racism. That's the thing. The this recorder reporter from the Houston Chronicle basically said, can you imagine um, that she's being held to a higher standard than men? Uh, and if she was a man, then she wouldn't be receiving such backlash. The uh, the credit to this audio that was obtained was was given to Current Revolt, which is a great follow on Twitter. If you're not following Current Revolt, definitely worth it. Certainly uh, helpful in Texas. Somebody referred to it as the paper of record because they actually go out there and get the real stories. But uh, yeah, it's because she's a woman and it's because she's black. She's held to a higher standard. Does that does that play anywhere that anyone does anyone think that women particularly black women are held to a higher standard morally um, verbally in any job. Like the federal government bends over backwards to hire black women, whether they have any skills or not. This isn't like a comment on the capabilities of black women. There's some incredibly talented black women. There's some useless black women out there, just like there's useless people all over the federal government for whatever reason. They're going to blame it on race and gender because that's all they've got. That's the two drums racist over here misogyny over here both of them are stupid and the alternative is you look at what they're into uh women who think they are men and aloha snack bar that's that's the other thing they could be beating the drum on and those don't seem really good they if anything to stop from the loonies they've activated out there that are going after the white house and doing bloody palm prints i don't know if you guys saw these pictures but there's pictures all over of uh of the gates of the white house and the, and the white stone out there that's been like covered in bloody palm prints it's it's pretty awful. It's pretty awful. So you might as well go and attack the uh, the counterattack. And I was called, told that I was insensitive and that I'm I'm living in the 1980s. I had someone actually literally say, "What are you, a boomer? You're living in the 1980s? Like you're not for for gay men having children?" No, I'm not because I care about kids. Because kids need moms and dads. Like this is not controversial. If you tried to say that two gay men should be able to outsource a uterus and pay a woman to create a designer baby, which they would abort if they didn't like. If they didn't like the gender, if they didn't like the way that the genetic test turned out, which we didn't have that number of genetic tests, but assuming that they could figure out whether the eyes were blue or the hair was going to be blonde or whatever, whatever sort of designer baby they were trying to construct. If you told people that two gay men were going to select a baby in a rented uterus and then they were going to raise this baby as a political accessory, like people like Pete Buttigieg is doing because he was crying on Twitter and uh, crying on the, the news cycle saying that the Speaker of the House right now doesn't even want his family to exist. I'm going to say in no uncertain terms, I don't want Pete Buttigieg's family, quote unquote, I'm going to put air quotes, air quotes, family to exist either because I care about kids. I don't care about two men that live together. That's irrelevant to me. It's totally it's totally a non-starter. But the idea that you think that two children, by the way, he chose black children. I'm sure that was a total accident that just happened to get black kids. They just built a baby and the build a baby was uh, a black and, and uh, male and female child. Gross. They're political accessories. They outsource the birth of the babies. They're outsourcing the raising of the babies because they drop them off at daycare so they can both have gay activist position jobs that have nothing to do with the benefit of the kids. They have no mom. They've got two weirdos. Pete Buttigieg like, feels like a Manchurian candidate. He looks like he's been constructed since birth to be the ultimate like fake. I don't know. I'm sure if the guy's gay, to be honest with you. I think that he he's so desperate for power, he would be willing to pretend to be gay. That's the ongoing discussion in the Seraphim house. My wife and I talk about this all the time. She's like, I don't even know. Like he He's so willing to bend for power that that may be the case. But uh, yeah, so you've got this thing. I don't want them raising children, but not because of them, because of the children. Because kids don't thrive in those environments. Those kids are going to be troubled. Imagine if Pete Buttigieg was your dad and then like some weirdo feminine gay activist that wore like a chest feeding apparatus. Like babies need their moms. I'm just telling you, I have a very little one right at home right now. I have a nine week old. It's, it seems like it doesn't it doesn't even seem like we should be having that conversation ever. But it started because just let us love who we want. That's the slippery slope. It only took about 30 years. And now we ended up here. It never, it never ends where they act like it's going to be. And it never ends with this. So that's why they're going to go and beat on this craziness, uh, this this goofy lady with the corona hair. Someone actually corrected me one time and said, the, the hairstyle is known as a corona. Oh, is it? 
Okay. Uh, it just looks like she has a turd wrapped around the top of her for her skull, which is appropriate. She'd be what my dad would call an SHIT for brains. No doubt about it. Um, I know many of you guys are looking over here at the clock and going like, oh, are they dropping the uh, are they dropping the trans manifesto yet? I don't think so. So <laughs> you, it'll um, still be there to, uh, in a few minutes. Are you monitoring? Yeah, I'm waiting for it, Kyle. If it, if it drops, I'll get a video for us right away. Good to go. All right. So here's the other thing. So in, in the sort of grand scheme of victimization, in the grand scheme of victimization, I'm going to have you pull up uh, topic number nine. This actually blew me away. I was scrolling through. I always go through the, the leftist media. I go through MSNBC. I go through ABC and CBS. And I go through uh, what's going on on CNN. This was a story that blew me away because this is what they wanted to cover. Muslim student struck in Stanford hit and run calls for love, compassion from his hospital bed. Uh, this guy with an unpronounceable Muslim name is an Arab Muslim student at Stanford, which is obviously an Ivy League or a a um, a very expensive and very prestigious university in California. And this guy, he claims that he was run over by a uh, blonde haired glasses, short bearded man who probably looks something like this guy with this. So it was an evil, evil white person that ran him over. And that evil, evil white person who we recognize but hasn't been arrested for it. And there's no uh, there's no indication that the police have figured out who this person was in the quote unquote hit and run. So that happened um, because of his looks, because he's Middle Eastern, because he's Muslim, apparently. And that person was obviously an anti-Muslim, someone that he actually knew, and then hit him in like a 2015 Toyota 4Runner, if the story is any bit accurate, which I... I highly doubt right now. I, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But it's so interesting that this guy, you know, this is the religion of peace, people. Like this is what this is what Muslims are really about, and that's why we not we need to free Palestine. It has nothing to do with the fact that they overran the borders that were set up as a protective barrier, and then like we're stalking the streets and killing people in Israel. I mean. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Jigsaw Massacre, always good for one in the chat. So did they scream MAGA country as they hit this guy? It's possible. It is highly possible. Northern California, much like Chicago in the middle of a polar vortex, is MAGA country. Anybody who's lived in Northern California knows that. There, it, is, it is basically ceded territory to Trumpsters. If you're a Trumpster, you are most at home living in the uh, Northern California area, in the Bay Area outside of San Francisco. That's pretty much where your base of power and operations are. Pretty wild. Uh, so be it. Okay. So they're victims. And then we've got this other fun thing. This is uh, President Obama, former President Obama, topic number seven. It's coming in the New York Times. And he's saying something that I think is also worth noting. He says uh, he, he urges uh, Americans wrong, to wrong take cam, Kyle. Oh, I got the wrong camera. Oh, yeah. I pushed the wrong button. Sorry, folks. How about that? Good. That's the right yes, one. Sir. So uh, o Obama urges Americans to take in the quote unquote whole truth of the Israel Gaza war. You, nothing like Barack Obama giving us the truth. I really appreciate this guy laying it on it as thick as possible. Former president saying that everyone was complicit to some degree in the current bloodshed and acknowledges the points of view on both sides. This is a didn't we have a problem with uh, Donald Trump saying there were good, both people, good people on both sides? Wasn't that like the famous thing? Is this going to come back and haunt Barack Obama ever? Are they going to throw this in his face over and over again? The good people on both sides argument. One side is a registered foreign terrorist organization by the State Department, including under Barack Obama. And one side is a nation that we just moved our capital around and that we've had friendly relations with since they were created. Does Israel commit atrocities? I'm sure. So does the United States, by the way. So do most countries. Not that that's good, but we are a fallen world, and that happens. He says, look at this, and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? <laughs> it's never about Barack Obama. Have you noticed that? It's never about Barack Obama, folks. He never just says, uh, the world is all about Barack Obama, and what could I have done to save it? The guy has a salvific complex that is absolutely bar none, one of the most disgusting things and there he is. If he could have just saved Gaza and Hamas, he's just, it's, he wants to take on that burden. He might as well just put himself up on that cross somewhere if he could find one. Do you think he does that? Other than the fact that uh, I'm not sure that that's the true religion he's interested in. Okay. Part of me is saying, well, there's something else that I could have done. So he entered the White House. Oh, they're going to talk about how he entered the White House, what he was doing. He left after years of friction and mistrust with Benjamin Netanyahu. I'm sure that didn't create any problems. You know what uh, makes these power dynamics work? Guardrails. A strong policy. One side would be the entire world, which they were working under Pr President Trump to get the Abram Accords. Getting that set up was a good guardrail. And the other side is that if you go into Israel, then they are going to destroy you. And uh, Israel got complacent, it sounds like. We've done some analysis, whether or not it was a failure on their end to, to actually observe this threat, or whether it was a situation where they allowed it to happen in order to come in. 
And based on the semi-proportionate response, which is the same response they always do and they always get demonized, it seems like they probably f- they failed. We talk about the uh, the ability of like analog versus digital. Another reason why the 80s was better. When you have analog skills, many of you know what I'm talking about. All of you that are carpenters, that are plumbers, that are pipe fitters, that are electricians, that are in construction. I actually met um, I met Jack uh, Posobiec's brother, Kevin, when I was at Miralago, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a carpenter." And I was like, "Dude, if I could do it again, like." Carpentry would be right up at the things, framing houses, building stuff. He does some finished carpentry. I love that. Like, it was, was when you're done, you can actually see the work you've done instead of like coding or making podcasts, or whatever it is. Um, those tangible skills, those analog skills, they win the day. And if you decide to just rely on everything digital, like I promise you, no matter how good AI gets, it's never going to be good enough to make human things. It's not going to make things that we really want to be. Now, I've seen some incredible advances. You watch what these analog skills, they use digital stuff. Where they're building a highway right next to me, and I was watching this thing. It looks like a 3D printer that goes down and lays down segments of the highway. But a person had to design it. Uh, they had to make the stuff. And and the other thing that was occurring to me as this stuff was all going on is a weird reliance. The American military and the uh, and I'm and I'm sure the Israelis as well. They've been showing an awful lot of pictures of pretty ladies. There's something wrong when we start making female warfighters to be sort of like the standard or the the aspiration. Right. Think about how many women you've ever seen building a freeway. I'm just I'm not trying to pick on women. Women have like a an incredibly important thing. We're going to get to the abortion piece. <laughs> the incredibly important thing is, is that men build the world and then women build men. You know, like that's always been the case. Let's do this video because I saw this the other day. This is a recruitment video going back. This is a, a comparison 2009 to maybe like a year or two ago. What a weird, what a weird mashup. But if you want to see the difference between why we are not ready, why things are going to get really hard in this country and why we should be advocating every bit we can against a war that gets the United States involved, this video in in about 60 seconds will explain it to you with no additional, with no additional background required. Just take a deep breath, watch an army recruiting video showing one versus the other where we were. This is only 12 years, 13 years. It's not a lot of time has passed. And uh, in 2009 is actually when I enlisted. So from the time that I was in and out of the military, we've gone this distance. Let's do video number two for me, if you would. There are those who see the challenges facing the nation and say, send me. They fight for country. They fight for honor. They fight to win. you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash warriors. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an Army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. God, everything, everything about that video tells you exactly what is wrong right now, both with our military and some of the things that are going on in society. If you've never seen these videos, the, uh, the calling it's us. First of all, let's do 2009. That's an, that's a ranger battalion team. So either a squad or a platoon level. I don't know how many guys were actually in that, but you've got a squad, a team moving and they are addressing threats in a combat zone with weapons. It is a kinetic strike, right? They are kinetically moving for direct action or they're taking some position. They're doing so as a team. It's a bunch of men that are walking, carrying heavy weapons, uh, you know, crew serve type stuff or, or uh, heavy squad weapons. And they are uh, they're accomplishing the mission of the military, which is like break things and hurt feelings overseas. It doesn't look like America. Right. And so it's all about team and it's about mission and it's about protection. And then you pivot. And then you have a single female and the story starts in California. It starts with a, a girl who had two moms. So now we've immediately gone to lesbians raising a girl and it's all about her. It's about the girl. Maybe she could shatter some stereotypes along the way. And maybe she could have an indoor job in the army. And maybe she could do some briefings. Like I cannot, I cannot be disgusted by that more. But it just shows you the focus. We've gone from the idea that there is going to be a team that fights a war and the war is on behalf of whatever values or projection of force or our capabilities doing it over there to like maybe it's a jobs program and we just need to have the social experiment of letting these women from weird backgrounds excel and break down the stereotypes. Who cares about the stereotypes? I promise you 
the, Alu, the, the Aloha snack bar people don't care about your stereotypes. And they proved it by murdering a bunch of kids that were playing at like a rave. That chick who's in the video would be at the rave and she'd get gunned down by a bunch of aggressive, dangerous, capable men. And the only answer to it is a bunch of capable men like being ready to do violence on their behalf. You can have all the soft, weak people in the world. You really can. But you can't have it if if they're the ones that are manning the gate. Turns out you need to have some you need to have some sharp teeth at the gate. You need to have some 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 sheepdog. Pretty gross, pretty weird. Like I said, they run on that and they're playing on compassion. But like, let me know. Let me know if you want that girl to come and save you when somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night. Let me know if you want that girl to go and pull you out of a fire. Or if you want her to do unlimited. I've done CPR for two hours. Like, do you want her to try CPR for two hours or you just want your heart to stop? It's 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 really not that much of a question. For some reason, the political left is trying to push that like it like it makes any sense whatsoever. And, it, and we know it doesn't. All right, let's keep let's keep pressing on. So what is this? Let's let's talk about abortion. Let's do t- uh, topic number 10, if you would pull up, pull up this thing. This comes from Catholic News Agency. They do a pretty good job of covering things that are Christian in general. So the election 2023, even in southern states, abortion is a top issue. And so why is abortion being pushed as a top issue? It's a, it's a worthwhile question. Because here, here's the, the reflection that I had this morning as I woke up. In 2023, we understand biology to a pretty high degree. We know what makes babies. And so do all the kids because they continue to push sex in schools. So kids actually have a pretty good idea about it. We have the most capable and affordable versions of birth control. As a Catholic, like that's not supposed to be on the agenda. But let's put it this way. If people want to use a condom, they can do that. If they want to use any of the, um, the inner uterine devices, those are options. If they want to use a rhythm method, if they want to go. There are a million ways that you can not have a baby. And it doesn't take a lot of work to figure it out. It's not expensive. It's certainly not as expensive as having a kid. Try having a kid. I'm just telling you that. Okay. So, uh, and and then the emotional toll of having an abortion has, has completely been taken off the table, but that's incredibly expensive. Like the things that it does to a woman's body when they have a, uh, a pregnancy, ask anybody who's had a miscarriage and I'm, I, my heart goes out to them. Like it, I had a friend who reached out to me and said, you know, that we lost the baby and they were, they were a couple of months along. And I said, uh, I said, you need to be really gentle with your wife right now in a way that you don't understand. This is just something that I, I intuit. And the reason is, is because she's already connected with that baby, which she was building. You want to talk about building things. Uh, She was building a baby and her body knew it. And there was going to be a tangible sense of loss that comes from the hormones. We talk about getting injected with cross-sex hormones. The, The hormones that happen during pregnancy are wild. And anybody who's ever had a pregnant wife or a pregnant partner knows exactly what I'm talking about. When your spouse or your loved one, uh, your sister or brother is having a baby, like it is a different animal that you are dealing with uh, in an amazing way, but it changes things and there's a cost there, but we have all the abilities to prevent pregnancy in any way. If you ever wanted to not have a baby, you could totally have sex forever and not have a baby. But when you do have a baby, it changes the game. I've got a buddy who was 19 years old when, uh, when him and his fiance at the time and, and very soon afterwards wife got pregnant. Now, his son is in college. Uh, We're the same age. That just tells you something. I've got a nine-month-old and his last kid is about to come out of the house. So like people used to know that having babies younger is is smarter. And and I'm sort of envious of that scenario. I'm a better dad because of it, but he grew up very fast. And when you grow up very fast, you start having adult priorities and adult issues. When you don't, you can be Peter Pan forever. Um, Abortion is a way for women to basically give men what they theoretically think they want, but they actually don't really want, what they don't need. It gives them no responsibilities and it allows them to continue a you you can't really be a solid leftist if you're a decent dad. You can't because the left comes after women in a way that's that's totally inappropriate. It does things to children that no decent father would be okay with. And and I'm just saying it right there in the same way that you can't be Catholic and pro-choice. You can't really be Christian and pro-choice. That's going to upset some of you and I don't really care. You really cannot be. Those are incompatible ideologies. And in many ways, being a responsible parent right now, not historically, but today, being a responsible parent, you can't be you can't be on the political left, not in not in a strong way. It doesn't make any sense because the political left wants the opposite of what you would want for your kids. It's financially completely off the rails. It's not responsible, which is the thing we teach our kids. It's not even compassionate. It's interested in killing babies simply because it keeps people in their voting way. That is a that is a a naked 
and raw way to try to keep power is keeping people out of this. If you'll pull up the uh, the other topic, issue number one is the big one that's going on in Ohio right now. Now, Catholic Vote has been pushing this um, independent of me. This is the uh, Breitbart article, I think, topic 11. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, there we go. So so the uh, the governor is, is saying this thing is a radical proposal. What they're talking about is you can do polls in America, and I'm not real crazy about ruling by polls, and I'm not really crazy about the idea that we would go with a majority rule, but it's pretty straightforward that people in America still live in the past as by and large, we don't agree that there should be abortion up to the point of uh, of birth. Like, it's just not an American position. It's fundamentally disgusting to most people, the idea that a child that that could live on its own and could be put in an incubator and nurse back. I've had friends who have had babies at like 22 weeks. Okay. Um, that's a that's an aborted baby in, in the States. And they are trying to push this in Ohio to be able to get abortion up to the point of birth in their constitution. It's very radical. And this is a blue collar working class sort of state. That's what sort of what it was. It was a union state for a long time. People always looked at Ohio and went like, yeah, it's like they're kind of centrist. Like nobody feels strongly about Ohio. Some of my best friends that are from Ohio are, are like the most centrist people in the world. And amusingly, they just happen to represent that area. There's a lot of Christians there. And interestingly enough, they're trying to push this radically because if they can win states like Ohio, if they can push it in places like Mississippi and Kentucky, like they're trying to chip away at these values. And when they do, they can get more young men and therefore more young women as well to be leftists because they have no skin in the game. It turns out if you don't have kids, you don't really care about the spending that's going to affect somebody's grandchildren because you don't have grandchildren because you don't have children. This is just my take on it. I think it's true. I think that the the danger of us letting this sort of thing uh, progress. I'm not an incrementalist. I think abortion should be banned outright across the, the the board. But they did throw it back to the states, and they did let the states decide on this stuff. And now you see the political left. They've they've got gathered themselves up. They had a major loss when they lost Roe v. Wade because it was federal, and they hate the idea of dealing things state by state. But they're doing it anyway, and they're actively out there. So if you're in Ohio, if you know people in Ohio, if you have friends in Ohio, you need to get them on board with this um, with this option or issue one. It's got to be a no on one. Like the worst people in the world right now are are yes on this. It's really gross. Uh, and like I said, I think that uh, the idea that you could kill babies up to the point of birth is so outside the bounds of what Americans think. They've done polls and they basically said most Americans favor a ban at around like the first first trimester only. Which means that a 15 week abortion ban would be totally acceptable to the vast majority of Americans. It's not acceptable to those of us that are that are pro-life all the way. I get it. But incrementally, the number of lives that you would save is pretty significant. And the other thing I'm, I'm a big fan of, and this is the thing we don't teach as much, is the responsibility. You need to be responsible. Um, pretty much, it's, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about gun control or you're talking about babies or anything else. It's like the things you do in life have consequences. Free speech as well. If you want to be Aloha snack bar outside of the White House and putting your hands on the, on the, the walls, the consequences are you should be able to have your message. And the minute you cross the line and break a law, then we deal with you. And apparently the way we deal with you is the way that we throw you in the gulag at this point. Um, they're not going to do that. I, I can just assure you the FBI is not investigating any of those people. They are not worried about it. We didn't do it in 2020 when those people were assaulting both FBI agents and, and uh, Secret, Secret Service uh, uniform. But um, yeah, man, it's ugly stuff. It's truly ugly. And it's coming. It's coming right there. We're going to uh, close up with this little piece that CNN did about Christians. I think it's worth looking at. But let's uh, say thanks to Patriot Coolers before we do that. Ryan, if you got the promo, I have that because I also like that. It's kind of a kind of soothing for me. Um, Patriot Coolers, my buddies. I'll run that. Today's podcast is sponsored in part by Patriot Coolers. You can find them at their website, PatriotCoolers.com. You can also find them on social media at Patriot Coolers. Make sure if you order one of these fine products that you tag me as well because I like seeing them. As a gearhead, you guys know I love seeing it. I like retweeting it. I like retruthing it and sharing it. Uh, check out their page for hard-sided coolers, soft-sided backpacks and carryable coolers, and of course, the tumblers, which I've been carrying with me on and off duty since about 2017. They're a great company. They've got a great product. They support our show, and they support disabled veterans. Visit PatriotCoolers.com. Use my promo code KYLE. That's easy to remember. K-Y-L-E. And support a brand that supports what you do. Patriot Coolers out of Houston, Texas, America is a good company with a great name that you don't mind showing off. Again, PatriotCoolers.com using promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, to get 10% off and shipping over 50 bucks is always free. And we appreciate you supporting those who support our show.
Yes, we do. All right. Speaking of support, how about this? You got CNN supporting. I didn't pull this as a topic. Oh, maybe I did. Topic number 12, Ryan. Um, This guy, (laughs) this is an article written by a guy named John Blake at CNN. Uh, CNN had some really fun ones. I looked at the other ones, but this is this is the one that won for me. This article, which was dropped on Sunday, I'm sure that was a coincidence. Uh, I saw it on my way home from church. When we, when we wrap up at church, my wife feeds the baby in the parking lot before we head out and our kids are in Sunday school. So I have a little bit of reading time. This one says, he left his white evangelical bubble. Here's what he says it would take for others to do the same. That's real journalism right there, if you're wondering. When CNN is advocating that people leave their white evangelical bubble, they capitalize the word white. Why? Like, what what is any of this? So then they show this guy, his name's John Ward, he's an author, and uh, it starts with the, this this great this great phrase. If you don't realize how powerful white Christian evangelicals have become, consider this: <laughs> a white Christian evangelical who's been described as the embodiment of white Christian nationalism in a tailored suit is now second in line to the presidency. So there's a lot of attacks on Mike Johnson. Um, some of them should probably be us as a guardrail trying to keep him in line. Because, like I said, I wanted no one for speaker. His first announcement was going to be, I'm an America first guy. That's why we're going to give money to Israel. That's a weird take. I don't like it. They're politicians. They're all going to leave us marginally dissatisfied. But uh, he also seems to scare the political left in a big way. And uh, they're really upset about him. Now, they love this thing, white Christian nationalism. Uh, and so this argument that this this guy makes in his book, apparently, but also in this interview, is essentially that uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. He was a political reporter. He kind of opened his eyes. He he came from like kind of this like woo-woo Christian thing from the 70s. They show like all these people like throwing hands in the air, and, and it looks like a cult because that's what they're trying to show. They look like 70s cultists. They had to take a picture from 1971 in this article in order to make him look the way that they wanted him to. Um, it was like randos. In, in a church in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is already pretty weird, folks. If you haven't spent any time out there, let me just tell you, that's the case. Uh, having lived in Los Angeles multiple times. But anyway, the long and short of it is they're, they're pushing this thing. God, Ryan, I got to have you pu- scroll down in that article if you can, um, down to the black and white photo, and you'll just see how goofy it is. Take your time getting there. So uh, he, they said, uh, you know, he believes in evangelicals, but not evangel, not evangelism, even evangelism, evangelism. Sorry, I can't get that word out when you put it evangelicals, the, the two different emphasis. There you go. That's the picture. This is the picture they wanted you to see. This is what Christians are all like. Just think about your church. That's what you all look like, right? You all look like you're from the 70s and you're all doing praise and worship that way. Uh, and you all have like a lock around your neck, whatever the heck that is. I don't know what that is. Anyhow, this is what they're trying to act like is going on. They said this is uh, what members of the Jesus movement at the uh, Los Angeles building said his parents came out of the Jesus movement. And that's why he's a good speaker. That's why he's a good speaker for Christians. His his overall contention is that if you believe that America is a Christian nation by its founding, which is the fundamental contention by most of us who understand that the United States was founded on Christian values, he says he says that America is actually not a Christian nation by its founding, and that is a false reading, not of American history, but of Christianity and Christian history, which is a really hot take. Um, there's no facts for it, by the way. It's just his feelings. He just uh, feels about it. But you can tell that they're threatened by this. And this actually is why they have to go with abortion. Because if people do, in fact, decide to be Christians who believe in what's going on, who believe that the, the, there is a right and a wrong, who believe that abortion is one of those wrongs, if you believe all those things, then you're going to have responsibility. You're going to take responsibility for your actions. You're going to try to do good things. And uh, the political left hates that. You're not going to get serious, like, honest Christians to Aloha snack bar outside the White House with blood on their hands. Those people are captured by a different cult. They're progressive leftists, and they believe that God is actually starts with a G and it ends in overment. That is a very different type of animal. And so if you're going to be one of those people, you're not going to be on team political right, lowercase c, conservatives. And that's where we're going to end up today, folks. Go out there and vote tomorrow. It's going to happen. If you haven't made a plan yet to vote, please do so. It's very important that we do so. We need to make sure that you have your voices heard in some of these places. They really can't get these constitutional amendments out there. It's dangerous. And uh, there's some really good candidates in the mix. I'm going to put a shameless plug in. If you were living in the Northern Virginia area in Spotsy County, you know who you are. Uh, I talked to Drew Mullins the other day. We were going to try to get him on the podcast, but he had some doors to knock on. Check out Drew Mullins as a uh, as a city council people. These, these local elections. Like read up on who you're you're putting into your local elections, particularly if you're in one of these off cycles like Virginia is right now. 
Um, you got to maintain your rights at the local level way more than the, the national level because that's going to be the hedge against what's going on. That's going to be the only hedge that's going to be the shelter in the storm for you when the federal government gets nutty. And they're going to get nutty because they've got uh, they've got the big media apparatus. But you can do it locally where your people are, the people who have to be accountable to you, and literally dozens of votes, a couple dozen votes can make the swing from uh, from getting weird progressive policies with pornography in your libraries or having a sort of pro-America um, constitutional republic focus that is going to be decided by where you live and the people you live closest to you, accountable to you. So do that thing. Uh, we want to say thanks to all of our friends that are sponsors. We want to say thanks to all of you for watching us. Those of you who have stuck with us, we do appreciate that. I know you guys are waiting for the Steven Crowder announcement. Apparently there's some up on Twitter, so we'll read them a little bit later. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't imagine that we're going to see anything really wild coming out of this manifesto. It's going to be what we all predicted, right? A lot of hate and vitriol and trans madness. It is a uh, a moment there. Let's throw the uh, review up on there, folks. If you can, uh, if you want to leave us a five star review, we read some of them on the show. Like you know, this is from Apple. We are now coming up on um, we're coming up on eight hundred. We're getting closer and closer of it. This is from PT Lover Forty Six. I learn something new every time I tune in. For those of us who can't tune in live, please remember to tell us what you're showing. Hopefully, you got that from the uh, White House videos today. There's a group that suffers in a government shutdown that we should call attention to or that we should care about. It's our soldiers. I live in Hampton Roads. We all have to go the extra mile to help them out every time Congress does this. Uh, I am not for any government shutdowns unless Congress doesn't get paid to. The kind of shutdowns we're talking about right now most likely would continue to fund the uh, the military. But yeah, here's the thing. I was in the military and they get fed, they get housed, they may get behind on things, but the most credit unions that are military credit unions will actually bend over backwards to make sure that service members are taken care of. They all get back pay. Um, if you are in a national security position and you can't go a couple pay periods without, without uh, financially melting down, you need to get yourself in a position that you can. And I say that as someone who was in that position, did that thing, both as an enlisted guy making $18,000 a year and as someone who was working for the federal government in a civilian role, get your house in order, folks. It's getting ugly. That means you have to cut, probably, you're probably going to have to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Tighten your belt. Um, it's not fun to hear, but we need to do it. That's what, that's what conservatives do. They do things that are responsible and we do it because of our kids. All right, folks. Uh, we do really appreciate all of you joining us. You can follow Ryan at Ryan Matta media on Twitter or Ryan Matta on uh, true social. You can find him on rumble as well. You can look for his LFA TV show later on today. We appreciate you doing that, Ryan. And, uh, we'll have some Thank fun you, stuff for you guys coming up. We'll have some fun stuff coming up from the Miralago trip. We got some good interviews, some good footage. Uh, expect to see a little bit more from the suspendables until then god bless you all do the right thing out there get your plan to vote and we will see you again tomorrow let's see what steven crowder has to drop thanks for listening to the kyle seraphin show streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash kyle seraphin follow kyle on twitter truth social and instagram at kyle seraphin